0: Blog Talk Radio. The, the Clown Hour. I'm Scott Burks. I am the creator of the Clown Times Sports Blog. Class spelled with a spell over K. And you'll be able to find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. You can also find me on Facebook, where to act interact with me and my followers, and participate in rather a sophomore more explosive. But at any rate, just go into the uh, search one on Facebook. It is in the left-hand corner. Type the Clown Times. You will find me there as well. So. Cincinnati. Uh, this is my first podcast from my new location, Cincinnati, Ohio. This is where my wife grew up, so we pretty much have come back home, so to speak. So I used to live here for four years, was a little bit 10 years ago, so I'm back. I'm ready to talk trash, and Cincinnati. There was fans everywhere, uh, but that should be fun. But at any rate, uh, we're going to talk tonight about... Uh, Coach Mike Krzyzewski's place in history. Now, he's won his fifth national title and beating Wisconsin in the surly, whiny, full line the other night. Uh, we'll get to him as well. But at any rate, uh, joining me, you know who he is. He's is from the yard slash HBCD Sports. You can also hear him on broadcast radio as well. Man, Wayne Nash. What's
1: up, brother? Scott. But actually, this is the first time I've spoken to you since the move, so – how are you love in Cincinnati? Dude,
0: it's 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 okay. It's different as so hell, i c I'll say that much. Um but I'll say this. It, it, it's one of those things where Cincinnati is typically a very conservative city, but it goes to show you how much how much like how many things have changed in ten years time. Um uh, mm-hmm. for example, there is a casino in downtown Cincinnati. What in wow. the is, what in the hell is the Cathedral doing downtown just Now but that's just one of many, 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 many things that's changed here. So again, they still call the Cross County Highway the Ronald Reagan Highway for some But outside of that <laughs> um outside of that, um uh, things are looking a lot better here and I'll tell you what, it's easier being here as a uh, young family man and a
1: young single black dude, i tell you that much. Mm. Well, I know one thing that's also going to be a benefit to you. Uh, the city of Cincinnati is a bigger sports city, in my opinion, that's right. than the D.C. area is. So uh, I know that's that you're true. going to love it there for that reason as well.
0: Yeah, and as a matter of fact, um, you know, I'm a big Yankees fan, but I went to a whole lot of Redskins last year because it's an easy ticket to get, and it helps that they're competitive now. So, uh, and, and you probably heard this, but also we can would be here. And in the Natty so that they have been building up a lot near the stadium near this area called the banks. And uh, okay. it's it's really it's really cool. They're trying to pass an ordinance where they're going to actually allow open carry along there in time but also within, in other words they're trying to change it to another field street. Very, very, mm-hmm. very cool. And very, very um, systematic like which is a good thing. So <laughs> again one of the many things that's changed there over ten years time and it's still it's still changing for the better, and you know I'm I'm glad to be back. I know I I've some a lot of my in laws a hard time about being back
1: in single land, of all things. But uh, <laughs> it's just good to be
0: back here. It's very good to be back here.
1: Well, um, great. So of- and I'll keep you posted because I I think I'm coming out to the area a couple of times during the summer. But I'll keep you posted. Oh
0: nice, cool man. Yeah, you, you know, we'll go to Redskins and talk sports and back along the way I'd like likely numbers this. Uh, oh, definitely. Uh, it's, it's all good. Speaking <laughs> of the sports moments, Coach K has done again. It pains me as an NC State alum and a lifelong Duke, Duke hater, a Carolina hater for that matter. To give credit <laughs> where credit is due. However, the the, 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 um, the dude won a fifth national title, and he's been he's been doing this for over thirty plus years. And he's, still, he's not slowing down anytime soon. And so the thing is, the big question is, if you go around social media, is where is Coach Case placed in college basketball coaching world? Is he, is he the GOAT? Is he the HN, IC, so the is John Wooden still? This 10,000, one of you stay away with back when, Nobody else. Mm,
1: if you're asking me, he's not the GOAT. Yet, and okay. you know the term, of course, has, has been tossed around in recent years of sure. the Mount Rushmore Ubs. so you could, you could have Mount Rushmore for whatever now apparently, uh, right? But in, in college, right. in, in men's college basketball, in terms of head coaching, mm-hmm. he's there. He's on mine a, alongside, right. of course, Wooten, uh, Adolf Ruff, and that fourth spot. It's a toss up. But if you're asking me today and I tend to mm-hmm. toss up between uh Jim Calhoun and Bobby Knight, but if you're asking mm. me today, I I will I'll give that nudge to Bob Knight. Wow. So no Dean Smith, huh? Dean Smith is it's also on the edge as well. The thing that that, that gives it to me well, that, that that puts the uh Bob Knight on there instead of Dean Smith is because he has more titles and because of that perfect season. Those are the two things right. in my opinion that, that put them up to. Gotcha. Can't argue with that. Can't argue but with that. But your Dean was a, so, a is, is a close fifth out there.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, so it's it's all subjective if you ask me, but it's great barbershot, like like debate like we all love. I think I I like I I wrote my blog early week that I think my is Coach K, John Wooden, and everybody else for this reason. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to poo-poo what, John, what what, 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 Coach Wooden did back in the day with UCLA. That that was unprecedented, and we're probably not going to see another one like that ever again. But there's a reason why we're probably not going to see I like that ever again, it's because I think college men's college basketball in the '60s and early '70s. A lot like what women's college basketball is today, you know. With, mm-hmm. Like women's college ball, it's UConn pretty much, and everybody else. I don't care about Notre Dame. I don't care about South Carolina. I don't care about what's another one at the top of my head. Off the top of
1: my head, I can't think of any. But you know, well, like Baylor, games, you, Maryland, those those, those Baylor, schools right. have been good in recent years. Yeah.
0: Right. I, I think. I mean, the way you see UConn and you Oriama trounce those cats. I mean, it's like, even though like they stole something, it's like, it's like everyone else is JV, no matter how good those other women's teams are. And and I'll say this, the parity in women's college basketball is a lot better. But to me, it's still like you kind of everybody else. And it's not the fault of General Orym. He does a hell of a job recruiting and coaching those girls up. But Very I think true. it was like, but I think that, I mean, people can look like General Gino, Gino or now, as well, John Wooden was back in the sixties and seventies, the early seventies. I mean, the men's the, the, college ball back then was not so same. I mean, hell, the Pack the Pack twelve was a Pack eight, and you yeah. didn't have that much competition in the Pack eight. And mm-hmm. I mean, even though the competition came from like the likes of the ACC, SEC ball was, was pretty good in the sixty two, like Mississippi, like yeah. like LSU among other things. Um, I just think. I just, I mean, if you just look, at, just, just look at the results, they were challenged maybe on two occasions. The Houston team in 1968, yeah, I think, led by Elvin Hayes, mm-hmm. which, which became one of your Baltimore now, watch, well, then Washington Bullets.
1: and yes, sir. Uh, versus,
0: uh, in the Hall of Fame, great player. Retired number. Like exactly. But if you recall, when they played Houston again, you said they played Houston again in the Final Four, beat the hell out of it. So that, mm-hmm. was, that was Houston. And then, fast forward, and, well, I take that back three times. But the the second time was in back in nineteen I want to say 1973, 74 season, when Notre Dame beat them. When, um, what's the name, Jordan Fels was running all around the court like a bad banshee because to threw off, like, the great, one of the big upsets in history, like, based upon the fact that they ended UCLA, I don't know how many game-winning streets that they had, it was
1: ridiculous, yeah.
0: It was very ridiculous. That's another defeat that went up to seen again. But um, you got that. And also, the third time was when I beloved NC State Wolfpack, led by, uh, I can't think of his name, I'm I my head. But she was like he, like, he wanted to start in the, in the ABA with the number of nuggets. He jumped out of the gym. David, somebody.
1: Oh, uh, David Thompson.
0: Thompson, David Thompson, right. Like, like when they beat them in, I don't, was it an overtime in Greensboro in the Final Four? I don't know if it was an overtime or not, but they beat them in the Final Four in Greensboro. That, that led to mm-hmm. first time, and then was the first title. under Coach more and time. So that was three times in the span of 15 years that UCLA was challenging. B mm-hmm. okay, three times. So, again, I mean, I mean, I mean. So, so again, I mean, if you extrapolate that to the modern day, type, standard, old, it's like men's college basketball standard, sixty to thirty-seven, it's like women's college basketball now. So it's Coach K's to have. Um, Coach K has been doing this for pretty Okay. Um and you know the fact that his that he turned the program around in 1984 when he had his first big season. Like mm-hmm. to, uh, to, uh, to the tournament. and you know, and later winning titles in 1991 and two, 2001, 2010, 2015, and getting to 12, to the final four, nine the big championship games, five-time ACC Coach a Year. He's doing this competition that's a hell of a lot tougher mm-hmm. Okay. With, with the one-and-done era that he's in now, and the fact that he had to adjust is another thing that people don't get impressed with. He adjusted. Yes, sir. I mean, because he was, a, he was, he was like a Mr. Seaham later, too. He was a lot like Bo Ryan. You know, he, he didn't recruit the one of right. But he figured that exactly. the light went up in his head after 2010 that, hey, I can't win doing it this way anymore. I got to go to one and done route. Right. I got to get guys to help me win. If they win and done, So do be it. So with Kyrie Irving and a uh, few other cats coming through, like, Right now traditionally the little Okafor and Justice Winslow, and I paid Towers Jones because it's going as well. So,
1: uh, so uh, uh, Winslow has announced it? Not yet, but I think
0: it's going. I mean, he would be a fool to say.
1: Yeah.
0: He would be a fool to say. Now, the wild card would be Charles Jones, but I mean, he'll be all right, too, in the course. I mean, just maybe a and maybe just awareness on the spring. But outside of that, I think it's over for Wednesday definitely. So even though over o- o- for just just declared, but you did it as The May and as of Coach K is still doing it. He made the gold standard go stand He's our modern day Joe. uh not I yeah.
1: mm-hmm. I'll, I'll so, agree with you on that. The one thing I do yeah. have a a a, a question mm-hmm. about. I don't I don't know if it was. I mean, yeah, he it was an adjustment. But I don't know if it was a planned adjustment or if it was a situation right. where he kind of fell in tune and said to himself, you know what, I, I it's happening now. I think it's time for me to start doing it. And that leads me to go back to the Elton Brand situation, you know, with right. him leaving early. It wasn't necessarily a one, one and done, but he was there right. two years and, and two left. Years, yeah. it, it, matter of fact, I think he was the first one in uh, Krzyzewski's program to ever leave early and, right. and and and, and I, I would say in essence kind of forced his hand to mm-hmm. start looking that way and, and, and ended up having those one and done players come on the team. And he had to actually won more titles in this one and done era than he has uh outside of it.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing too, I mean you make the point, is that he I I don't think it was planned I think he just made the come to his own. I think he had his own aha moment mm-hmm. and said, "You know what? You know, even though he won recently, as recently as 2010, with like share that Share kid, and a bunch of other seniors on like on that team. You know, after those first few short tournament days, even though who won last year with, with uh." uh I'm drawing a blank. The guy who
1: plays for the Milwaukee Bucks, he was the one that got last year, too. Great player. God. I just saw his name, and it's sad that I I just forgot what his name was that quick, because, you know, you see his commercials all the time. It's because of the fact that he's not playing uh, right now in the league. It'll hit me when I'm thinking about it. Yeah,
0: it'll hit me, too. I'm just looking it up right now, actually, as I'm running off my mouth now. Um, uh, where the where the where the where the uh, god dang it Jabari Parker there he goes Jabari, Parker that's right yeah Jabari Parker I mean, it was on the tip of my hate that that's going to happen but anyway already... um I I think that and, and and plus I don't think that he he thought that maybe Kyrie Irving was a one of them player either none of us mm-hmm. thought that he was a one of them player he was just that good <laughs> this freshman year. And remember, he got hurt during the year to the point where, yeah, like, why, why would he stick around? Uh, you know, he's got the goods; just go. You know, nothing else approved. Um, But I think that he had, he and Coach K had to adjust. And I don't think it was a planned adjustment. I just think it was one of those things, like I say, he probably had his personal aha moment and figured, mm-hmm. hey, am I going to to to, to compete this to to uh, to, uh, to compete in this in this day and age, and I have stuck on number. Or I got to do what I got to do. Because the job is to win games. Not to sure. develop and be a talent, but to win games. I mean, he can develop and be a talent if he wants to, but at the same time, he's had to adjust. And the way, I mean, the way his freshman leading team beat his senior leading team in and, uh, and Wisconsin was just amazing. It was just amazing. I mean, the way he took apart Bo Ryan, and, and, and it, was, it was once again, it's a tougher Eric college basketball. Do you know how tough the ACC was at the top? I mean, you yeah. Louisville, Carolina. Notre
1: Dame coming from out of nowhere. Carolina, Notre
0: yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame won, won the ACC tournament. And beat mm-hmm. Duke along the way of all teams. So, I mean, and could have beat, should have beaten, in my opinion, Kentucky. But it's just yeah. to show you how tough, that's just the ACC. So, if you just go across the college landscape, and granted, Duke did beat Wisconsin early in the year at Madison, even though they're two different teams in the yeah. final. Um, but it goes to show that Duke—I mean, that Coach K has to compete with several great programs now. I mean, Kansas, even the, the original one and himself, John Calipari in Kentucky, of all places. And you know, he just, it's a—it's a lot. It's a. I oh, do well, how tough it was coaches. Yes, Coach K, he's still doing it, man, and he's not slowing down. That's why I would put Coach K, I thought y'all would, just for a reason alone, because it's a much tougher era to do this now.
1: And you know what? I completely agree with you. I do not see fault in that whatsoever. That is a fantastic analysis in the <laughs> terms of the level of competition. I, I completely agree with you on that. Not just that. The difference between uh, Coach K and and John Wooten, with the exception of maybe say like a, a Christian Leitner or maybe mm-hmm. even a uh, Shane Battier, the players right. that that Coach K ha- ha- has had or have had weren't necessarily the best overall player in the country, like a Luol sender or Bill Walton. Right. To, to have yeah. those dominant guys and to have them as long as he was as, as, was able to have them throughout during that time, uh, it, it, it's 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 night and day. You you have the most dominant player in the country for at least six of those eight years. Yeah, you should be winning. Sure. But the, the fact you know, that you know, it, I mean, the fact that he did win two national championships. He has four undefeated years. Those are the things that 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 also shine to me as well. I mean, yeah, he had the best overall players on the team, right. but he was able to win with those guys, you know. And when you right. see the situations like this year, where Kaminsky was was named Player of the Year, you know, some people think uh, that 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 Towns was the best player in the country this year, but they weren't capable of, of winning titles. And with Szczesny being able to do, matter of fact, if you look at his record, three of his five national titles, those teams weren't necessarily the best teams in the country those three years. And as, as a matter of fact, the 1990 what team was it? The 1991 team, his mm-hmm. first national championship. That team right. was never ranked higher than fifth in the country. Hmm. Hmm. So, you know, they're, they're, he's had – as a matter of fact, this team, this team was preseason ranked third overall and never ranked higher than right. second. You know, so right. he, he's he's done it both ways. He's won it with great teams, and he's won it with teams that no one expected to play – to, to win titles. Maybe play well, but not necessarily win titles. Mm. And that's the thing. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, in, in, in even those days in the 60s and early 70s where freshmen couldn't play, they still, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I mean, especially Hayward didn't come along until, like, maybe the mid-1970s. So, basically, kids were expected to go to college and stay in school throughout, the, mm-hmm. throughout their time. And so, it, to your point, not only do you have a and uh, Bill Walton, but you had the great Walt Hazard in the early yeah. 60s, and you had Jamal Wilkes in the yeah. 60s, late 60s. And, you know, and the host of other players, Marcus Johnson, who play alongside Bill Walton, um, yeah. I mean, it wasn't even fair. I mean, he wouldn't have the best of that. Hence, 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 hence my comparison, to GM as or UConn squad. I mean, again, no, no, no fault to Wooden. He recruited him. They ain't a recruiter and a damn good coach. Like, just like OEM is, it's just, it just spoke to the lack of death in the game, college men's college game at that time. I mm-hmm. mean, hell, what is she would have better have won with all that talent? <laughs> exactly. <have> <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's all I mean, you know, it's so like I said, it's a it's a subjective argument. I mean, people I mean, it's like a lot of people interchange Coach K and Coach Wooden as one and one A. Um, and, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I wouldn't even fault people who think John Wooden was still the man, but I just had to throw him a hat for, marginally throw him in my, in my hat in the ring for Coach K, I should say, and I just threw up it in my mouth again. Um, speaking of coaching, the coach, the Mount Rushmore coaches, um, um, mine would be, just thinking off the top of my head, John Wooden. But let's get to mm-hmm. off this one, by the way. John Wooden, Coach K, of course. I don't feel Adolph Uh He didn't recruit black players. He willfully gave people a hard time and did. So I understand, yeah. So bump him. So I'm going <laughs> to give him, go directly to Coach Knight. Okay. And it's hard for me to discern between Dean Smith and John Calipari. Here's why. Mm, okay. Here's why. Dean Smith is just so weird. I mean, he only won two national titles. I said only two. I mean most coaches don't even have one. But um and some you see some so called experts, some loudmouth mouth radio hosts, sports talk radio hosts call him underachiever. For having all that time for all those years and becoming aware of these two national titles, but he's done a lot. I mean, he's—I mean—so many sort of cultures learn from him, fear him. I mean, look at this coaching tree. I mean, shoot, um, Roy Williams, you know, yeah. among others, among many others. I mean, and, and, you know, the look who came out the, the in North Carolina way, Michael Jordan. I mean, this starts back to the '60s. Larry Brown played for him, for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the list goes on and on. Billy Tennyson, Mitch Kuczyk, GM of the Los Angeles Lakers played for him. Yeah. Bob McAdoo for a year. Charlie Scott. And speaking of Charlie Scott, I mean, Gene Smith was credited for, even though he was wildly credited for bringing in the black player in the ACC, Charlie Scott was actually the second player. Mm-hmm. black player in the ACC. The first one played for Maryland.
1: Yeah, I was bird. just about
0: to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the first one to play for Maryland, but Charlie Scott got a lot of trust because Charlie Scott became a superstar. Mm -hmm. And uh, and, and, he still helped coincide with that. uh, helped a lot with that. I'm more about what John Calhoun did at at UConn. He literally built that program from scratch. I mean, from like crap to like (laughs) what it is today. Um, He. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, he came over from Northeastern University, where he won like yeah, I think won a championship or two. And he went to UConn to stores, Connecticut, where there's absolutely nothing there, and convinced kids from New York City, Baltimore, all across the country, to come play for him in stores, Connecticut. Again, mm-hmm. to come to stores, Connecticut, theres a little nowhere. And built that program to where it is today. You uh, know, when I think he won at least
1: three championships. Yeah, it was three, three titles. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, sixteen Sorry, cup, uh, regular season conference titles, four Final Fours, and mm. the 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 years at Northeastern is basically what has his winning percentage under seventy percent. But if you look at his right. wins while at at UConn, he was well over seventy percent. So, I, I, And the amount of time in which he turned up – well, the, the amount of titles that he won during that time period that he was at UConn is, is I guess, another thing that may have that edge over Dean Smith. But you're right. The, the, the type of players that Dean has coached uh, and, and produced I – mean, and you didn't even name any guys from the 90s. You know, you, you're talking about your Rasheed Wallace's. You're Jerry right. Stackhouses, stack you, you, yeah. you you miss Big Game James. I mean, right. uh, Brad, Brad Doherty. There were a Sam ton Perkins. of guys. <laughs> Sam Perkins. There were a ton of guys that come out of that program and, and, and for him to be able to manage that talent. You know, there right. were situations where people that have had good teams uh allied this year with John Calipari. And there have been people who questioned whether or not Calipari was capable of managing this team well enough and, sure. and maybe played entirely too many guys, which was probably his demise against Wisconsin, sure. well, some people say. But um, Dean Smith didn't have that issue necessarily. I mean, he had a ton of great talent and was capable of managing – and, and controlling egos and, and, and having them play his way, so that, that, that's something that can be a a great well things that can be said greatly about Dean Smith. Now, the, the whole Adolf rough thing in terms of the racism, I
0: yeah. completely
1: agree with you on that. With him being such a stickler and not having black players on his team, does stick a uh, a. A, a rat in my soup, but I I I can't discard the fact that he he did what he did with the teams that he had. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily respect him and his thought process, but for right. him to coach the way that he was capable of coaching against the talent that he he, he, he coached against, you know, is right. it, it, is the the one reason or the one thing that I do applaud him on. I mean, if we talk right. about racism in athletes, there'll be a lot of baseball yeah. players right now that I, I would completely uh, um, have no respect for whatsoever.
0: Don't get me started, Ty Cobb. Don't get me started. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, keeping Pete Rose on the whole thing, but that's another topic for another day. But us <laughs> continue. Oh, it's just, it's just <laughs> Excuse but, me. I mean, yeah, sure. But, I mean, the whole thing is, it's just tough between for me to pick mm-hmm. between Dean Smith and John Calhoun as number four on the Mount Rushmore of coaches. What, what the hell? I, I put Calhoun there. I mean, just because of what Calhoun was able to do at Stores, Connecticut, to build that program to where it is today. Now, I think the reason why Calhoun doesn't get as much press as he should get is because of his prickly personality. Which mm-hmm. leads me to Bo Ryan. Now I, I couldn't I mean I respect Bo Ryan. I like what he does and though he he seemingly refused to, to to recruit black kids. I mean maybe that maybe that has to do more with the with uh, with the campus makeup and whatnot. Anyway. But at any rate, you know you know, it's no shame in him losing to Coach K and Duke. No shit. Yeah. A great tournament. They'll be remembered forever for beating Kentucky. I don't yes, sir. The way he handled the aftermath of his defeat was just totally sour grapes. I, I lost a lot of respect for Ryan. I mean, it's dunked. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, when he made that comment about not including quote random players, I mean, yeah. where was that when he beat Kentucky? He didn't have a problem coaching against um John Calipari, beating him with his talent very talent once like quote unquote winner players. It just took coach comes across the his, and they're supposed to be friends, he and Coach K are supposed to be good friends. And I thought oh, that man. was just a low blow. And if I was Coach K, I don't know what I would do with, with him, maybe have a thought to like what the bleep do. But, you know, it's just totally, totally out of bounds. He just should just be quiet and and take us, lost like a man, and go the hell away. I mean, that's why you're he's absolutely correct. Those
1: you know what the weird thing yeah. is, though? It, it seemed like that speech could have also been used for Kentucky. And I'm thinking it, it really would have been frowned upon had he said it against Kentucky, because in that mm. instance, I mean, yeah, sure, there are a ton of black players on, on Duke's roster, but for mm. him to have potentially said that, Against Kentucky, it may have been completely blown out of proportion and looked at as potentially being racist with the amount of black players that they have on that team, the amount of one-and-done black players that they have on team. Hell, Kelly Perry just had an announcement today, seven guys. You have 12 to 15 guys on your team. That's half your team on stage today. Leaving after potentially one year in, in, in college basketball, and had he had said that against them, it probably would have been looked upon completely different than it is to say it against Duke. Right, and that's it. It just totally out Totally,
0: totally yeah. out I can't. Be, I still can't believe those words with the Bo Ryan's mouth. I just can't believe that. Totally I mean, it, part. It's very disappointing.
1: Very, it, it could be a reflection of what you just said in terms of how he recruits in, in, in terms of race. I mean, I, I don't necessarily say or, or believe that a coach may or may not be racist solely upon how he recruits. Because God knows, it's going to be difficult to get a brother to come up to Wisconsin and play any kind of sport, let alone basketball. Right. If you're comparing... The the uh, the University of Wisconsin, to just about mm, say thirty or forty other other good Division one schools that a player could play on. You know, if if, right. if a if a if a great recruit has to choose from Wisconsin and say like maybe a Kansas, Arizona, Texas, even Oklahoma, right. even. Right. I'm thinking they'll take you. Anybody else but Wisconsin. If not for the weather alone, so it's not. I'm, it's not to say that, you know. It's not to say that that, you know. Maybe he doesn't want to recruit black players, but I'm almost, guarantee. Chances are, not a lot of black players want to go to Wisconsin and play basketball,
0: exactly. unless they're maybe so, from Milwaukee. Exactly, exactly. So, well, Ryan, guess what? you just scared of more potential, uh, potential
1: talent to come to your program. So, yeah,
0: you. <laughs> it you. really
1: does. And, I mean, that was one of the things. He's losing his best player in this program. It just happened right. to be that, you know, one of the issues, in my personal opinion, with the game was that his second-tier players didn't play as well as Duke's second-tier players. Because right. Kaminsky, had a huge game. He had twenty one and twelve, right? Twenty one or fourteen, something around that range, and about mm-hmm. two blocks or something like no, he didn't have two blocks, but he had a big day. In comparison to Okafer, who was held to ten points, and who I I think should stay, in my personal opinion, because of the mm-hmm. fact that you know, the games that he had against the the, the quality teams of the tournament were not that impressive. If you look at the games right. that he had against Wisconsin Uh, Mm -hmm. Gonzaga, and I forget who the third team is. In all instances, he was held to under 10 points. He did not impress Mm -hmm. me against the better teams in the tournament this year. Dude, you may want to stick around for another year. I mean, I understand, and that's why a lot of people are going to potentially reach on this dude because he is such a project and he is a Mm -hmm. big guy. So, yeah, people are going to reach on him. But if if I'm a GM – and of course, a lot of people wouldn't want me to be their GM, but God knows yeah, I probably take a whole lot of money. Be I get a lot so. in two years, right? <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> exactly. You know, but this this dude did not look good against good against quality teams during the tournament, and that would be a red flag to me. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. my point was that you know the sec those second tier players, you, you had Grayson Allen who balled out of control during the five, during the, uh, the championship game, he was almost nowhere to be seen all season long. You had, uh, right. you know, um, I'm, 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 God, I'm, I'm forgetting someone else who had a, a pretty decent day. I mean, Winston Justice had a nice day, and Jones had a nice right. day as well. Yeah. You Jason were expecting – Exactly. With with uh, Cook and, and, and Oka for both getting 10 apiece, with, with everyone else on the, the squad stepping up, and no one else on Wisconsin stepping up. They helped Baker to 0 six outside the the, the arc uh, uh, this past Monday night, which was also a um, dynamic. Seeing the way that he was capable of playing throughout the entire tournament, if not the year as well. Um, I have a buddy of mine who said that he thought that the, he was he thought that Baker in the beginning of the season was the reason why Wisconsin was going to win the title, and not Kaminsky. So to hold him the way that they did was completely dynamic. So I'm I'm gonna say to Bo Ryan, if he's gonna wanna really get a title, he's gonna be able he's gonna to have to be able to get and recruit second year second tier players on his team and with him not willing to get one and done on that squad, he's gonna to continue to get done in the, in the NCAA finals.
0: Thanks a lot, man appreciate you breaking it down like that on very short notice as usual. <laughs> Bill me out once again. But we're definitely no problem about. at all, brother. Okay. Don't, hey, hey, we're going to definitely talk about um, uh, who, should, who should go first in the NBA draft. That would be a, another podcast of the sub, So stay tuned, bro. Stay tuned.
1: Most definitely. You know I'm here for you. Love you. All right, man. Love you too. Peace out, man. Peace. All right, peace.
0: That's my man Dwayne S breaking it down as always. Breaking down the uh coach K's place in history. But anyway, I rate, I, I tend to agree with with the Wayne in terms of John winning, doing what he did, even though he had the talent and even though he pretty much did it in an era where men's basketball wasn't even as strong as it is today. Again, kinda of like you know all the MS and women's basketball now. But that's not the poo poo winning just my way of saying why Coach K is a man is because he's done it for three decades and change and he's not slowed down anytime soon. He'll probably win titles kind of number six or seven before it's all said telling done. At any anyway, rate, thank you very much for listening to the plan hour with Scott Burks. Oh six. Nice.